You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is To Stir With Love, a criminal justice reform podcast. I thought, my friends, that since Thanksgiving is just two days away, and traditionally Thanksgiving has been more than just understanding the greatness of the American experiment and how much America has done for its immigrants and the great blessed uh, aspect of this country. It's specifically really tied to the events um, that uh, the pilgrims experienced, the the events that uh, working through after a difficult, difficult time starting, it was only when they made a common ground with the indigenous people who were in this on this continent, uh, the people that were called at that time Indians, and by some because of Columbus's uh, wrongheadedness that he thought he had reached some part of India, and that of course became it's now a pejorative to say that we are uh, the Indian people, but the people that we sometimes refer to as Native Americans, and that they themselves call themselves the natives, the indigenous people of this, uh, that were here before the Europeans set forth, and it was only the common people they uh, gave over to these strangers, somehow discovering some sort of language between them, and, and gave them the means to till the soil, to understand what could grow and what couldn't grow, uh, to understand the difficulties and also the ways to be successful as farmers and eventually settlers of this country. So really Thanksgiving, I believe, and I know that uh, the, the panel that's here with me tonight, and that's of course uh, Yitzchak Kolakowski, who of course is the, the head of chaplaincy in Weimar Prison, and David, who is a former incarcerated individual who has been with us a number of times here. I think we were all in, in, in uh, agreement that Thanksgiving perhaps should be zeroing in a little bit more to what the indigenous population, the Native American population has contributed to our country. And maybe perhaps, and this is really the balloon I want to throw out, guys, maybe in terms of criminal justice, maybe we need to think about ways to help, especially the people who are from the Native Americans, now, I know, Yitzchak, you've talked in the past about the whole, uh, in Asia, it would be wrong to just say that all the people that lived on this continent are all the same, cut from the same cloth. But we, I think we still can do the best we can. And that is somehow to perhaps understand that whereas the criminal justice system is one thing when we run afoul of it as, I'm not going to say we're privileged, but as people who are who have come from across the ocean and are the descendants of those those people, then to someone who was they were here before we were, and we imposed upon them the strictures of British law, maybe a little bit of Roman law, whatever it was that we imposed upon the people that were already here. So maybe now, if some of the descendants of those original Aboriginal people that were here beforehand, somehow if they are now uh, uh, somehow affected by our laws, uh, 
maybe we need to be sensitive to that. Maybe what we need to do is understand that this was not the rules that they wanted. This was not necessarily the attitude and the way the country and, and the area would be governed. We can't go back in time and fix the massacres. We can't go back in time and look at those treaties that were so ugly and horrible and one-sided. But maybe we owe it in the Thanksgiving spirit to really be makir tov, as we say in Hebrew, and do something to sort of like, um, yeah, to, to sort of give the descendants of those original peoples a different type of justice attitude. That's really where I what I want to start talking about. I know you have, you were in an incarcerated person and you lived together with many Native Americans, correct? I, I did, and I did so very, um, very proudly and very happily in the sense that with great respect and reverence. And um, in fact, in my last six years at Milan, Michigan, I would routinely sit in a section of the, uh, the chow hall, as they call it, sitting next to the tables that were typically, uh, you know, reserved for the Native Americans. Now, it's interesting, we talk about the term or the phrase Native American, and how to view this group with respect and maybe some differing of treatment. And I spoke to you about this earlier today, the idea that in certain venues, particularly, for instance, the United States military, you have military um, legal trial tribunals and uh, processes, and it may be time to give some thought to applying that in this context to this particular group with the respect that they should be uh, given, given their um, history and, uh, you know, given, given uh, the respect that I think they deserve. So I think that should be something that we should really consider as a country. So, so I think what you're saying, David, is, and let me just clarify, because I, I know what you mean, but I don't know if our listeners understand the same way if someone who is let's say, um, operating within what we would call a normal social milieu, but he happens to be a member of the armed forces. So his crime or what he does, even though that action, had he been a civilian, would be treated in one way, since he happens to be a member of that group, the discipline and the laws and the way he is uh, treated and the justice that's meted out to him is the justice of, of a military tribunal, not a civil tribunal. And the that's reason correct. It, and the, the, the military, re- the military tribunal in that case has actual jurisdiction over any type of wrong that's committed by that individual while he's under the auspices of the military. So similarly, I think, and analogously, I'm, I'm, I'm making the point that, that it may be time that we give thought similarly in the Native American context. To say that a Native American, wherever he's living, he might be living in, in you know, it's funny, you know, and any city I think about has connections, of course, to Native American. When I say Cleveland, you know, that's, I always think about Cleveland as like this urban center. But of course, Ohio is, of course, an Indian name, right? Ohio is from, uh, is, is from uh, the, the Native American tribes. So let's say in Cleveland, let's say in the heart of a, a downtown Cleveland, which is, there probably aren't too many Native Americans there. And let's say he would uh, be involved in a um, uh, an incident, let's say even of disturbing the peace, of 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 let's say some sort of um, assault, even uh, of another individual, uh, a barroom brawl, let us say, and um, 
instead of summarily being called to face the uh, the uh, Cuyahoga County uh, courthouse, he would be given the option because he was he wasn't just someone that Yitzchak has talked about who wasn't really genetically connected to the tribe but decided to become one. But he was someone who was actually just like in reparations for the Jews, the the Nazis look for descendants of survivors. If we could trace the descendants of those original people that were here, we can maybe give them that option of a of, of tribal law for them, and and therefore they would they might they could they could they could if their lawyer wanted or if they wanted they could exercise the option to be heard in front of a tribal court, even though I'm not sure which tribe, they, if, the, if the tribe they belong to has one, but that would in many ways be closer to justice perhaps than what the Cuyahoga County uh, prosecutor would say. Yitzchak is all of this uh, a pipe dream and totally, you know, like, like, like a fantasy? Yitzchak, what's your feeling? There, there, there's a few issues with this. So first of all, you know, uh, on the reservations, they have, you know, their own jails and so forth. And those are pretty, those are much worse than the, uh, than the regular jails. Uh, a Native American who is recognized as such by the federal government, if they are housed in a federal prison, are uh, under the jurisdiction of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Um, but so too there with it within the uh, within the, the reservations with the, the same issues uh, but they're probably much better off if if they have a choice between going to the jail that's on the reservation or being housed in the, you know wherever Petersburg uh, FCC Petersburg where I, where I was a chaplain uh, part time many years ago or or, or in Otisville or somewhere else like this, I, I think uh, it would be without question that they would probably prefer, even though the, the advantage of being on your own reservation, being closer to your family, to have the visiting, that might be a reason why someone might want to be housed there. Uh, but that's not really what you're discussing as much as the, you know, the housing, but as much as the, the idea of, of um, having this, this other... Uh, form right, of justice. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't see why that would be of, of, of all the things that one would want to make a reparation using to make a reparation for it, which might be well deserved. Uh, you know, I, I would think uh, other opportunities, educational opportunities, uh, or perhaps if uh, you know, th- there are other issues. There, are, there are so many. Uh, issues of, of injustice going on with the indigenous peoples. There's a tremendous amount of human trafficking uh, that, you know, has to be, that's just totally ignored because of the prejudice against the indigenous peoples, both in, in the United States and in Canada, where, where they're, you know, they're just uh, women and girls uh, from these communities just disappear. I, I think, you know, these types of things making you know, taking care of the problems where, you know, alcoholism is a big problem in these communities. So uh, to provide, you know, alcohol treatment, uh, things like that. The only problem with all of these things is when the, when the government is the one taking care of these things, you know, the, 
these these tribes have learned that they're they they don't fare very well living on the reservation uh with all the autonomy that it gives is not it's not a great way to live and and all the other you know horrible things that they've gone through whether it's the the uh, the boarding schools where the the children were forced to go essentially to uh... Yitzchak, you know, you're right. There's so many ways that we need to repair and can do something. Of course, it's like the little boy sticking his finger in the dike because there's we change their whole world and their whole system. And anything we do is going to be seen by activists for the indigenous people as much too little and much too late. There's no question about that. That doesn't mean we shouldn't do anything, though, right? So what, 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 what I am suggesting, though, is that it could be, you know, they would be living in Cleveland. Let's go back to my marshal. Had it not been for what was happening in terms of sh- shunting them away to other parts of Oklahoma or wherever it was that the, that the, that the, the tribes were, 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 were forced to escape to. And therefore, even though their ancestors are long gone, you know, and took their last stand with the, you know, at Little Bighorn, wherever it was, these descendants, this action, which they are now being arrested for, maybe what we can do is and say, well, what would your religion, what would your people, what would, what would it be in your, uh, from the place that you come from, what would this act be considered? And, and, and therefore, in some ways, we're not letting the person free. He needs to answer to an authority. And, and we assume, and I think, Yitzchak, you've worked with chiefs. You, you understand that they don't just make it up out of nowhere. Right? They're, I'm sure that, they're, that they're, they have a system that meets out punishment or meets out discipline for things. And, and, and perhaps those type of things can be integrated. I agree that probably they don't want to maybe spend their time in, uh, you know, in those, in those decrepit prisons that these reservations have, but at least the punishment can be done by, uh, can be heard of what this Avera, using a Jewish term, would be in their Torah. Like, what would that be? Right? What would that be? And that's sort of what, I, what I'm suggesting. I, again, I, I think an, uh, if the, enough research goes into it, it could probably happen. Um, David, what, what do you think? Am, am I onto something or is, it, or is it science fiction? No, I think you're onto something. I mean, it, it all begins with an idea and then it gains steam and momentum. I mean, I, there's a lot of discussion more than ever today with alternatives to incarceration and uh, being discussed at high levels. And uh, this is yet another one. I think this would actually be a good first start in implementing because for the reasons we've mentioned, because this particular group, uh, as Rabbi Kolakowski pointed out, has their own uh, legal system, essentially. And my view would be if, as he suggests, the prisons are worse than the American uh, system prisons uh, in terms of the quality of life there, Maybe the punishments would be meted out at a far less severe rate, and 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 yet there would be a recognition for these people that they're they're going to get a fair shake with with their own tribunal. And I don't know that society at large would really have much of a problem with it if they understood, as you've explained in the beginning of this podcast, uh, the the meaning of these people to this country. I, I get what you're saying. It sounds very intelligent to me. Ninety days at Club Med. 
right, is equal to 20 days in the torturous prison, in other words, right? right? So, so, you, so that's, that's how you're responding to Yitzchak's point. I would have said maybe more money needs to be pumped in into um, to, uh, to upgrading those. Let me ask both of you, Yitzchak and then David, have you found that... So I don't think that this plan really makes much sense. I mean, then where, where does it stop? Why does this group get this reparation and why don't why don't the jews get to go to the Besdin and the muslims get to go to the sharia courts and then the and then may and there might not only be a religious issue because first of all a lot of the native americans are christians they're not following the traditional native american religions anymore and so you're going to make it an ethnic issue so then it'll be a uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, you can you can understand a jury of one's peers that mean that a black person can only have a black jury and a, and a, a Hispanic person can only have a Hispanic jury. It it seems like there's no Angla Dover safe. I don't I don't see how that's going to end. So, but anyway, it's all right, like, okay. Well, uh, it's yeah. you know I listen. It's like I don't expect it's between an Islamic uh, immigrant who's who's grandchildren get arrested, uh, a Jewish immigrant whose grandchildren get arrested, or any of the groups who come from a different perspective. They were here first. This was their country. So therefore, we all came here. And when when my grandfather came here, Almanas came, he came, right? He came because he realized... The the descendants of enslaved people, they they didn't come willingly. They were were brought here, not... uh... So it's you know you could say that <clears throat> that you know not not all black you know African Americans but I'm saying people who were the descendants of slaves you could say that you know be, because of that and say, you know, uh, okay so here you took again I, I'm going to I'm going to offer before we get to answering my question that I asked you I will offer what I think is a Talmudic subtle but real difference the we need to deal you're correct with the um injurious horrible act of bringing people over uh from uh, western africa and bringing them over uh, across the ocean and enslaving them etc but they weren't the indigenous people that were here they were people and that is the sin of slavery that needs to be dealt with in another way but the if, if this thing is 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 different here the point is, is that what was everything that 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 has happened and grown up around them was a byproduct of conquering, pushing, uh, marginalizing, and slaughtering them. I don't think that's the same with the African Americans. The Africans that were brought here, it's true, the whip. Of as Lincoln said, uh, the whip on their backs and the blood that they spilled helped build the economy in the country, and that might be a, an original sin that needs to be re- dealt with in some way. But I think it's still inherently different than uh, the fact is in recognizing that we couldn't have, have really survived. At least those original founders, not the founders of the of the of the government, but the original white settlers could not have survived that had not been for some sort of connection that they had with them. Again, it's a, you can, we could argue about this for a while, but I wanted you to just to answer what has been your experience about uh, the, the, let's say, the conduct and the uh, deference that uh, peoples of, of these tribes have had towards the COs and others. Are they, are, are they, are they model or, or good prisoners? 
What have you discovered? I have, I, you know, first of all, as you mentioned, it, I don't know if uh, a lot of the people who, you know, in, in the, in where I work, is as opposed to in the federal prison where I worked, you know, 12 years ago or something like that, the federal prison, you were talking about federally recognized Native Americans under the jurisdiction of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. It's a, a very different type of world. Uh, here, anybody, you know, it's not considered as much of an ethnic issue as it is a uh, a religious issue. Some Anybody can decide that this is my religion. There were a lot of people who, for a long time, there were, you needed a special religious, uh, uh, religious dispensation in, in, the, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and the state prisons to maintain any type of hairstyle other than a, a, a clean shaven and a buzz cut. So if a Jew wanted a beard or a beard and payas, he needed a special religious accommodation. And if someone wanted to just not cut their hair at all, have you know, they had to identify with some religion, whether it was the Sikhs or that. And most, most of the guys who wanted to have ponytails just decided that they were Native American, whether they had any Native American ancestry or not. Once that once that uh, rule got changed and they could have whatever type of hairstyle they want, uh, a, a lot of people stopped identifying. <laughs> with this I see. So, but then, but then the community became uh, kind of a hotbed for uh, for sex offenders because the, it was one community where they might not be ostracized uh, for homosexuality. Um, you know, particularly because of their beliefs about two, uh, the two spirits. So uh, that would, and uh, things like that. So, uh, and because of that, not necessarily because of any negative feelings about Native Americans in general, but the, the because of the conduct and of the, of the inmates uh, and, and, you know, some of them, you know, they'll use uh They'll use the these ceremonies to make it, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, a time to make a rendezvous, you know, or or to make a date to meet at another time or something like that. And it was uh, these types of things brought upon themselves a lot of negative feelings, and then also a lot of uh, that they were very litigious, you know, inmates always making lawsuits about every little thing to in order to gain. Uh, some right privilege rain you so, know gain religious so, uh, rights so uh, was, but sometimes they were frivolous lawsuits uh-huh. and these types of things you know really okay so a lot of respect uh, but the thing was was that in where i worked they we didn't have a chaplain to serve that that community when i was hired as a supervisor one of the first things they said is we need even though we didn't have a protestant chaplain that was not as much of a uh, <laughs> priority is a Native American chaplain. Once we brought in a Native American chaplain, and it happened that also the one inmate who was kind of the self-appointed chief passed away. Once that happened, the community, uh, things got a lot better. Not to say necessarily the other issues, but as far as um, the respect, uh, you know, the the inmates were we're told by their chief, you know, you can't, you can't show disrespect, you know, you have to be thankful to the food service people, you know, when they make you, you know, like I remember the head of the food services, he said, you know, 
the Jewish community and the Muslim community, they'd always thank him after their religious feast. And then this community was always complaining. And But now uh, the chief has gave them hadracha that, you know, you have to have their inherits, you have to, and uh, and they're much more happy. Okay. And, and, so uh, so, so I guess, Yitzchak, just to summarize what you're saying, that for a while, it, it was it was very difficult to be able even to discern who was an actual descendant of uh, the Native American and who was actually someone who could who could claim tribal blood because there was a rush to be part of it. And then you mentioned, but you say now at least the the um, the underneath the tutelage. There, you feel that there has been uh, a betterment of the uh, of the indigenous population and they have been I mean, much I mean, mu- the they've been better welcomes, the uh, chief still welcomes anybody who who really sincerely wants to practice this as their religious i, I understand but it, but but again but it's so, really so we're not we're 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 not judging any of this on on ethnicity and the same thing i i can't uh dis, you know i can't I, exclude I, someone who's not really a jew from the no Jewish i understand Yitzchak. so in other words <laughs> what, what i'm saying is is in a way connected to DNA and race. And of course, the reality is much more complex than that. Still, it would be interesting to note whether individuals who really could, you know, as just like African-Americans today are pushing for reparations based on DNA and based on these records, I think a similar thing can be done for the indigenous population. David, what was, you said that you worked with this population. Would you say from what you saw in the federal prisons you were in, that they were, uh, you know, were, were more model citizens than others? Or was by, there a lot of frustration? What, what did you by and, lar- by and large, yes. You use the word docile. I would use that term. Um, more calm, more poised. Uh, you know, there are always outliers, but on the whole, yes, a very impressive group in terms of how they, you know, conducted themselves. Very respectful of others. Didn't get in much trouble uh, often. Uh, I don't even recall it again at Milan, Michigan, where I knew maybe ten or fifteen of these guys. I mean, I don't remember one of them getting in any kind of trouble. What about the litigiousness that uh, Yitzchak talked about? You were a jailhouse lawyer. Did any of them ever come to you to try to get you to uh, help them out in some fashion? Yes, not as much as the other populations, but there was it was a smaller population. I would say, uh, for instance, at Milan, where I was, there were probably 20 to 30 of these guys, and I probably assisted two or three during those six years. What Was so, it in order to get some sort of um, you know, like it's post conviction relief, some type of appellate relief after their, the entry of their criminal mm. judgment. Was it ever based on the fact that they couldn't get a fair shake because they were Native American and they, they didn't understand the, the complexities of what was going on or that, uh, you know, there was some. Did you ever. Was the, no, I, not, nothing that I worked on in that vein, but those cases have been brought very unsuccessfully, I would add. Mm-hmm. Those arguments have been made oftentimes, yeah. Uh, but they yeah. but they don't they don't hold much water. Well, um, and this is and this is why I'm talking about a movement, as you suggested early on, to to recognizing jurisdiction in their tribunals. Now, in response to Rabbi Kolakowski, my view would be I'm not his point was, and it's a good one. Why are we? It's too difficult if we're going to limit ourselves just to this particular group. My view would be the same would apply to an Orthodox Jewish individual or possibly uh you know some of the other groups if if 
as in the case of the Native American, there's already a system in place. Remember, they have a system in place, a jurisprudence system in place. Not everyone does. I mean, the, the, what, what would the um, reformed Jewish inmate do? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there isn't anything in place for the reformed Jewish inmate as an example. But you got to get started somewhere to chip away at this uh, unfair system that we know we're in at the uh, moment. I, I almost heard you say Chippewa, but okay. Uh, um, the, uh, the, you know, th- as someone who does work for uh, courts of arbitration, you know, I do uh, uh, do um, arbitration uh, jurisprudence, none of it is criminal. You know, all the jurisprudence that we have is only in civil cases, sometimes in terms of custody. But when we call the bit din, you know, there has not, for years since, you know, the Enlightenment uh, saw the elimination, Yitzchak, as you know, uh, the elimination of uh, independent bate dinim that could actually mete out corporal or physical punishment. Um, and they were sort of eliminated, and that was considered a way to bring the Jews into, uh, you know, a full citizenship of the Western society. I think, you know, but David is right. Maybe perhaps in today's identity uh, cultured world, maybe there could be a reversal in some ways. And there might actually, you know, scholarship and and good hearted people can maybe uh, create, you know, those Sharia laws, as you say, and Bate Dinim, where somebody who was, especially if it was within the Jewish community, you know, again, it gets a little bit dicey if it's the case I said before, getting into a fight in a bar in Cleveland in the street. But if it's something within the Jewish community where, you know, a, a, a man physically assaults his wife or something else, it might be that maybe we're not that far away from seeing something like that happen. Maybe that's something that, you know, makes some, you know, it, it could happen. Uh, you're, you're right. It's going to be complex. I, I, I mean, here, here in Chicago, in the Orthodox community, there are Jewish tribute courts. I mean, I just visited one, actually. So, but that's only in civil matters. Right. It's only, it's only in civil and divorce cases, which sometimes, right, but, in, if, but if, if a, domestic, a domestic violent case can sometimes be grounds. And of course, I've been uh, an arbitrator and a die and a judge in that case, but that was only really as a means to uh, push, to force a divorce. A settlement, yeah. Right, but not we. We weren't able to say, you know, uh, you're going to have to. Uh, yeah, you, you you couldn't reach a binding, a legally binding, or or to punish him for his violent behavior. That was right. something that needed to be referred. In fact, in many ways, we are uh, uh, we. It, it's illegal for us to ignore that violent behavior and not report it if 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 we are aware of it. If we are considered. You know, I, as an arbitrator and as a teacher, Yitzchok knows this very well, is considered someone who can be held legally responsible if I don't uh, actually give give this over to the authorities and, right. and actually take it over to the authorities again. But, you know, it, I'm talking about doing it under the auspice of the authorities. And when the person would come to trial or come to be arraigned, there would be a... a, a, a you know, he would have a badge or something indicating that he was from the people. And, yeah, I, don't, and I, I don't, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's something that that could be done because it's, it could get too 
you know, we've we've seen the abuses of of the Jewish bat they did, and and you know, Rabbanim who are now in prison because, you know, they were a little bit overzealous and and trying to accomplish things and, uh, you know, to to help uh, Agunas and things and the and wound up doing things that were illegal or there were even you know discussions of of things that that would be against the Jewish law, things like, you know, attacking people, uh, killing okay. people, things like that. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a can of worms that should be opened there. There certainly are, you know, justice things that could be done, but I, and I, but I also, I don't know if, and, and I, you know, the, there's a lot of mistrust and, and probably well, so uh, that, that's not even the way to do things. But the, uh, again, like I said, the better thing is to, offer educational opportunities but one thing we've seen among the native american communities although there's a tremendous poverty among a lot of the tribes some of the tribes with their casinos they have kind of a within the tribe a system where they share the winnings and there are some of the some of the tribes where every member of the tribe gets over a million dollars a year from uh, from the casino profits and things like that so maybe that that in, in a way is um is a sense of of righting a wrong by giving these opportunities to succeed on their own as opposed to handouts or or you know different uh, treating people differently just offering opportunities that then can be very successful Okay, so in a way, Yitzchak, you've sort of admitted that there's going to be a different tax code, different laws, quote unquote, for wealth sharing, and what we're and 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 and, and, and you know again the the limitations on casinos on reservations are are going to be almost non-existent. Whereas there's going to be a whole, as we know in New Jersey and other places, where in order to get a casino, it has to be on the ocean, it has to be on the lake, it has to be off, it has to be offshore. Uh, it, 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 there has to be a, a whole bunch of votes in terms of the, the the area, the communities around it. What you're saying is we, we should um, in a way have a more liberal tax laws and other sorts of laws uh, to allow uh, Native Americans to run casinos as a way to pump money into their into their community. Um, I Rabbi, can we, can we stop real quick? Sure. Again, you know, since this is sort of the spirit uh, of Thanksgiving, what you've suggested is, yeah, let the let the let the Native American sort of be the you know hell he'll sort of be the facilitator for the gambling urge, uh, sort of like the sort of a, a vice urge that the American, greater American population could have. And he could sort of in that way, unencumbered, uh, continue to, uh, to, uh, to create uh, uh, more gambling addicts and other things that we know go along with crime and other things that go along with a casino city. Whereas, again, you know, I think I'm really speaking more about uh, more of a grander picture. So I, I, I think it's like your heart's in the right place, but I, I wonder, uh, does is, do we do a, a, a service for the Squanto and, and everyone else who was so uh, important in the founding of uh, of the settlers in this country by saying, yeah, let's point to the casinos and see what we could do for them. Look, I, I'm I'm happy we at least we started the discussion. Thanks for both of you uh, being here in order to be able to to give your insights uh, that are unique 
and important in that case. So let's wish everybody, of course, a happy Thanksgiving and especially a recognition of uh, what everyone has done, especially those original um, uh, Native Americans who did so much to, before there even was an idea of America, uh, to allow us to have the bounty and greatness of God that we have in this country. Be well, everybody. Take care. See you next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 